Without warning, a diesel engine roars to life, smothering all the other sounds. She feels a grip of fear in the core of her stomach. All around her, the ground begins to vibrate. The heavy machine groans and it lumbers toward the pit. Small rocks and soil cascade from the stars above. Oh no! Becky screams under her breath as the wailing of the bulldozer grows louder and louder. I've got to get out of here or I'll be buried alive. Her fingernails claw at the steep earthen walls of the pit as she tries to exit her hiding place. The metal beast roars and shakes the ground. The walls of the pit crumble in. Becky falls backward as an ocean of dirt and rocks crashes on top of her. The weight of the rubble presses hard against her small chest. Dirt fills her mouth and her eyes. Help me, please help me. She wants to scream at the top of her lungs, but only mud sputters from her mouth. Her arms flail against the raining debris. I can't see, I can't breathe. Her fingers brush the familiar shape of a human hand. Her heart speeds as she grabs hold like a drowning girl grasping for a life preserver. And through the suffocating grime in the darkness, she searches for the face belonging to the hand that would rescue her and pull her from the choking bowels of the earth. The bulldozer growls again. The walls of the pit melt inward. The earth holds Becky's weak body in a paralyzing grip. She helplessly stops fighting against it and holds onto the hand with all of her remaining strength. As the walls of the pit collapse, They release the body of a young man from his grave. He rolls with the heaving ground and he settles next to Becky like a limp rag doll. His black, hollow eyes stare back at her. Becky's eyelids fling open as she springs awake with a jolt. The weight of the earth still presses down on her chest. She hears the pounding of her heart in her ears. She sits up and wipes the perspiration off her forehead with her clammy hands. Her blanket is damp with sweat. She realizes she's just had another horrible nightmare about that awful prison death camp. Scarlet Moonlight casts an eerie glow through the barred window. I wonder what time it is, she whispers under her breath. No one answers. A dry breeze moves the tree outside her window. Its shadow revolves along the bare walls. Becky lays her head back down on her flat, soiled pillow. She visualizes the trains rolling by. She can see the faces, gaunt with hunger and fear, looking out at her from the boxcars. Even in the waking world, those despondent eyes, they still plead with her. The images move across her mind over and over like a movie she can't turn off. She doesn't want to turn it off. Someone has to remember what the World Union has done to them. The trains roll by again slowly, one after another. Their heavy loads creak against the steel tracks. Click-clack, click-clack. Ashen-scarred faces peer down at her as they pass by, one after another. She hears Peter Roma's frantic voice boom from the loudspeakers and reverberate off the marble walls of St. Peter's Square in Rome. 
These resistors and intolerant fundamentalists are the cause of all the death and destruction of the earth, and because of their disobedience to the Christ, they must all be eliminated. In the back of her mind, she agonizes over one inescapable question. When will they take me to my death? She fills the long, hot days with memories. Memories are all that are left to her. The cell walls illuminate, shades of gold and red as the morning sun peaks from the east. Becky leans back on her pillow and closes her eyes. Thank you, Lord Jesus, she whispers quietly. Thank you for another day. I'm so happy to know you, the real Jesus. Amen. Soon the guard will bring me my breakfast. Becky's empty stomach.